Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of the Football Betting Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. I'm your host, Tom Pipkin. And I'm joined as ever by my co-host, Tom Walker. Mate, you introduced it like it's just a normal pod, like run-of-the-mill mid-season, been doing it for 10 weeks. Mate, we're coming off the back of some of the best form we've ever showcased on this show, and this is our fourth season. Shall we rerun with a bit more enthusiasm? I think so. I think you, you need to you need to book your ideas up. Let's go. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to the Football Betting Podcast. This is your home for winning tips, winning bomb-proof trebles, winning Tuesday night Twitter tips. If you want some extra cash in your pocket at a weekend, you have come to the right place. All right, mate. Calm down. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, that's, uh, that's more like it. I am absolutely bouncing into this show. <laughs> uh, yeah, unbelievable. I mean, we've got to cut to the chase, Tom. Let's let's not, you know, let's not mull over any fluff to to fill time or anything. We have been flying recently. Yeah, uh, fantastic weekend last weekend. Um, well, we we won both bomb-proof trebles for a start. You know, opening day in terms of the Premier League second. Uh, show in terms of the football league so to win two bomb proof trebles is a fantastic start to the season the amount of bet slips we've seen from uh, followers on twitter facebook showing us the money they've won following the tips last weekend and again following the tips on twitter on tuesday night is uh, amazing to see so lots of people starting the season in, in really good profit yeah 15 of 16 tips uh, have come in over the weekend and Tuesday night, as you mentioned, Tom. And that one team that let us down were uh, Mansfield, who conceded in the 95th minute. So we were honestly seconds away from having 100% winners. Uh, but I will take 15 from 16 any day of the week. Agonising, agonising. If you're a listener who listened over the last few weeks and has been following us, thank you for all your interactions, your engagement with Hope we're, you know, we're glad we've managed to win you a bit of money. Um, but you're, if you're a new listener to this show, welcome. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to go through the Premier League, the Championship, League One, League Two. We're going to pick out our betting highlights across all the leagues. And then uh, we're also going to wrap things up in a nice little bomb-proof treble. That's where Tom will pick three teams. And I'll pick three, te- three teams that I kind of like bankers of the week. Um, yeah. So, yeah, lots to get involved in. Yeah, lots to get involved in. As as we're anticipating some new listeners, please turn off now if you are not over the age of 18. Please gamble responsibly. Please understand that we read out what we will be backing and what our own opinions are. But we do thoroughly encourage you to go with what you believe as well. Uh, me and Tom may have got uh, our tips right recently, but we have got them wrong in the past and we will get them wrong again in the future. So please gamble aware. And if you are happy with everything I've just read out, let's dive in. Premier League, Tom. Week two. Premier League week two, and it kicks off on Saturday, 12.30, Liverpool against Burnley. Liverpool, as you'd expect, very short at one to six. The draw's 13 to two, and Burnley, huge, 16 to one. Um, I can't personally look beyond Liverpool. Uh, very impressive last weekend. Uh, but one to six, you can't can't back it for me. No, no. Um, yeah, Liverpool devastating. Burnley pretty hopeless, I would say, from their standards. Yeah, I'm I'm taking Liverpool. Uh, 
maybe an over 2.5 goals, Tom, that might be an avenue to go down. Uh, it is priced at 8 to 15. So around that uh, 1 to 2 mark, I expect Liverpool to win comfortably. Yep, cool. Villa against Newcastle then kicks off the three o'clocks. 4 to 5 for Villa, 11 to 4 for the draw, and 10 to 3 for Newcastle. Now, both these sides uh, lost on opening day. Both sides are involved in high scoring matches. Villa lost 3 2 to Watford. Newcastle lost 4 2 to West Ham. Uh, could you see the potential for goals in this one, considering what we saw on opening day? Uh, I'm not sure, to be honest with you. I'm not sure if it's enough to go off in terms of a pattern. It's just one game, really. Um, and I would say that in terms of West Ham anyway, um, West Ham obviously probably the best side out of the four that we're talking about. So Newcastle and Villa played against Watford and West Ham. I would say that Newcastle's opponents in Villa are worse than West Ham. So I, I'm not 100% sure I can see them get completely undone. And then Villa, obviously, a very uh, a very surprising to some defeat to Watford. I'm not sure how much differences there is between Watford and Villa as we speak right now. Obviously, I'm very confident Villa will finish above them. But I hope that kind of explains why I don't want to touch this game. I just think there's too, there's not enough to go off after one match yeah yeah watching brief is is fine with me as well um let's look at palace brentford then 31 to 20 for crystal palace 11 to 5 for the draw and 15 to 8 for brentford uh i quite like the look of brentford potentially on the double chance uh so brentford to win or draw is one to two uh we saw crystal palace go down on opening day to chelsea as we predicted and expected three nil uh, Brentford got that fantastic 2-0 win at home to Arsenal. I just think uh, the fact that Vieira's come in, they've got a few new signings, things in terms of Palace are probably just trying to click at the moment. Um, you know, you mentioned it on last week's pod that you might, that you thought potentially Vieira uh, might take a good few weeks to kind of get into the groove at Palace and to get things moving in the right direction. Um and Brentford, full of momentum off the back of their win last weekend. I think double chance for me for Brentford is is a decent price at, at one to two. Yeah, I like it. I think um, I think Palace, you know, their first game at home, they've got some of the best fans in the Premier League. I, I'm just going to go for both teams to score. Uh, completely get, Tom, why you would go towards Brentford. I think if I had to pick anything out, I'd probably go for a one or draw. Uh, but I feel like both teams to score 19 to 20 is a safer way to go. Uh, Palace were really poor going forward, and I'm not going to pretend like they weren't. But I uh, I have faith that they'll be able to get a goal and Brentford likewise. OK, cool. So next then, Leeds against Everton. Leeds are 11 to 8. The draw is 12 to 5 and Everton are 2 to 1. Um, anything you fancy in this particular game? I think you again. I think this is going to be a tough one. Very similar to the reasons I just read out for Palace. You know, Ellen Road um, first. I'd say this is the first proper home game back in the Premier League. I know they had the the limited capacity one last season, but this is the first real one, isn't it? So mm. you can imagine how much Leeds are going to be up for this. I think from what I saw, I would I would go towards Leeds. Uh, I I but. 
Everton, despite falling behind against Southampton, they did look pretty handy. I, I wanted to have Leeds double chance. It's four to eleven. It's not the best price in the world, but uh, mm. I can't see Leeds losing. But can I see them winning? I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm kind of on the same wavelength of you as you. I I would loosely tip Leeds here, uh, eleven to eight. I feel like I don't. I never really know what to expect from Everton. Um, I can never confidently predict them to to win, lose, or draw. Um, they've got that unpredictability about them. But Leeds at home, looking back at the back end of last season, generally pretty good at Ellen Road. Um, so in the last four games at home last season, uh, they had draws against Liverpool and Man United and they beat Tottenham 3-1 um, and beat West Brom 3-1. So they finished the, the back end of last season at home in really strong form. So you'd hope with the fans back, like you say, they can continue that again uh, this season. And 11-8 to 8 could prove to be a decent price for Leeds on the nose. Agreed. Man City, Norwich then. So shortest price of the weekend, Man City, 1-12. Uh, to 12. The draws 10-1 to 1 and Norwich are a huge 25-1 to 1 to get the win at the Etihad this weekend. Uh, I can't look beyond Man City. I, there's not too much else that I'm really going to go into on this one. I don't know if there's anything that you found nugget-wise, bit of value anywhere. No, this, I feel like, I mean, it's very easy to say this after one week, but uh, I feel like Man City might be slow out the blocks again. Um, it, it just feels like, it's weird because they obviously won the league and got to the Champions League final, but feels like there's a bit of disruption there and a few things to work out. I'm not ready to back them in any game, never mind 1-12. to no. <laughs> right then, 5.30 is Brighton against Watford. 7-10 to 10 for Brighton, 5-2 to 2 for the draw and 19-4 to 4 for Watford. Uh, both sides got a win on opening day. Brighton beat Burnley 2-1 and Watford, as we mentioned, beat Villa 3-2. Uh, I cannot confidently predict which way this one's going to go. I can. Uh, I've, I, I was on Watford last week, uh, but I'm going to go against them this week and uh, I'm going to say that Brighton will get everything done um, Burnley apart from you know beating people to a pulp in the air uh, didn't create a great load uh, Brighton were, were really strong uh, Watford you could see that there were plenty of gaps and you know I'm, I'm just looking at, at Brighton that just feel like a, a bit more of a trustworthy side I feel like Watford, um, you know, I, we still have a lot to learn about them at Premier League level. And I'm confident with Brighton at home under Graham Potter. You know, they haven't lost to Watford their last three encounters. Watford's last away win was uh, 2015 at Brighton. I'm just feeling that, that Brighton showed me more on opening day and I'm happy to take them. Uh, they are 7-10. to 10. Okay, cool. Fair enough. Let's roll into Sunday then. Uh, kicking off at two o'clock, Southampton against Manchester United. Nine to two for the Saints, ten to three for the draw, and four to seven for Manchester United. Uh, I can understand the price of four to seven, and I'm happy to take that for United. Um, fantastic last weekend, beating Leeds five one. Southampton, as we've discussed, lost three one away at Everton. Uh, the last time these two sides met last season, Man U beat Southampton 9-0. And if you add into that 5-1 winning side, you could potentially get Jadon Sancho starting, uh, Varane potentially starting this weekend. And I, I just think everything's in Manchester United's favour here. 
four to seven. I'm happy with that. Happy with that. Happy to take it. Yeah, yeah. Same here, mate. Like what? One hundred percent. I'm gonna go United and over two goals. So eleven to eight is the price for that. Uh, again, I think this will be a cricket score. To be honest with you, I think this is going to get very ugly very quick for Southampton. They haven't replaced Vestergaard as of yet. And towards the back end, I mean, Everton didn't really have to do too much to uh, to get back into that game. And once one went in, the, not the floodgates opened, but you could tell that Southampton were, were there for the taking. I think an early goal for United here inside 20 minutes, it could be a very long afternoon. Yeah, um, Man you have scored at least two goals in five of the last six games against Southampton as well. So, yeah, Lovely. I agree with you. I think um, it could get a bit messy for Southampton. Mm-hmm. Wolves against Spurs then is the other two o'clock, 11 to 5 for Wolves, 11 to 5 again for the draw, and 27 to 20 for Tottenham. Uh, surprised many. Not many people expected Tottenham to beat Man City last weekend. They did so. Do you fancy Nuno to do the do the uh, get one over on his old club Wolves this weekend? Yeah, yeah, I do. I again very similar to uh, the Brighton Watford game. I just saw more from Tottenham on opening day. It doesn't bother me at all that they lost in the Conference League to Pacos Ferreira. Uh, the team had a seventeen-year-old up front, uh, a new signing, the two new signings making their debuts. Sure, it's an embarrassing result, but it doesn't bother me one bit. No. Well, uh, for, for that, I think none of the starting eleven for the Man City game actually played. Nah, in, in I, I'm game. really not bothered about that. And Wolves, Adama Traore apart, and he missed a huge chance, obviously. Um, didn't see a lot from Wolves, and it feels like a transition year. Tom, you touched on it last week. I think you're spot on. I'm happy to take Tottenham 27 to 20. Cool. Finally, then on Sunday, four thirty, Arsenal against Chelsea. Arsenal are fifteen to four. The draws eleven to four, and Chelsea the favourites at three to four. Um, I'm going to go for Chelsea here. Fantastic on opening day, comfortable win as everybody expected. Arsenal really poor against Brentford. Um, I just think the form that these two teams are in add into the mix that you know Lukaku is probably going to start for Chelsea this weekend, and I think three to four for Chelsea is is a good price. Um, I think Arsenal are going to be chasing Europa League at best this season. And I expect Chelsea to be chasing for the title. Um, I think there's just going to be a difference in class here. And I think Chelsea's class is going to show. Um, I would also throw out there, I think Lukaku might get on the score sheet. Anytime goal scorer Lukaku is 11-10 to 10 as well. Nothing more to add, mate. Yeah, I think names, names apart. You know, Arsenal and Chelsea have been big names in English football for a long time now. Uh, You take the two names away and you just call them Team A and Team B, Chelsea being Team B. And uh, yeah, the the difference in class is huge. I think just because Arsenal are called Arsenal, I think uh, people think that this will be closer than it's actually going to be. I think this will be a, a huge golfing class. Mm. Um, something that I was looking at uh, in terms of research that did surprise me actually but I thought it was worth throwing out there uh, Chelsea haven't actually kept a clean sheet in all competitions against Arsenal for 11 consecutive games which uh, I found quite a surprise but I'm happy to look beyond that um, I, even if Chelsea did concede I, I think they've got plenty of firepower to score 
more than one past this Arsenal backline. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Uh, finally then, we've got one game left in the Premier League. It's the first Monday night football of the season. It's West Ham against Leicester. 6-4 to four for the Hammers, 5-2 to two for the draw, and 7-4 to four for Leicester. Um, anything which takes your fancy here? Should be an entertaining game, I think. Yeah, I mean, on paper, as soon as you look at it, you think, okay, this could get interesting. This, this sounds pretty tasty. Uh, and then you have a look at historically. So I'm uh, going to read you the last uh, six results between these two. Leicester 1, West Ham 1, West Ham 2, Leicester 2, West Ham 1, Leicester 2, Leicester 4, West Ham 1, Leicester 0, West Ham 3, West Ham 3, Leicester 2. Goals, goals, goals. Uh, mm. They've been flying in it, and you expect both teams to kind of get on it, right? And get on the front foot and, and really try and assert dominance. So, yeah, I'm going to go for over 2.5, which is 4 to 5, and both teams to score 8 to 13. And I think if you're feeling brave, over 3.5 is something I'm, I'm relatively confident about. It's priced at 2 to 1, which is very tasty mm. indeed. I like it. I think considering the stats, you know, historically, the fact that West Ham had six goals in their opening day game, I think four to five for over 2.5 is a is a good price. Mm. So, yeah, I'm, I'm on board with you with that. Yeah. I agree. I was going to say the same thing. Lovely. Right, that boxes off the Premier League. Then let's move into the Championship. Uh, anything that you like the look of to get Stoke us kicked City. Off? Hey, <laughs> uh, for any new listeners, me and Tom are big Nottingham Forest fans, uh, so feel like we have a we. Are, I feel like we have a good grasp on most things, Tom. But when it comes to Forest, I feel like we are borderline experts, and we've seen we've seen our club fail time and time again, and unfortunately this season. It does not look like anything's going to change. We've lost three of three, uh, all 2-1. So, I mean, that would make you think that we are a threat going forward. I would disagree. Uh, Coventry, we scored from open play. Uh, Then Bournemouth, we scored a set-piece header from our central defender. And then midweek in our loss to Blackburn, Zinconagel pulled out a (coughs) 25-yard in off the post. So we're not really creating and we're going against a Stoke team. I like what they've done in the transfer market, Tom. Surridge, Wilmot, Vrancic on a free. And they've started off really well. Uh, They managed to get a nil-nil draw against Birmingham. I think when we look back in maybe six, eight weeks, we'll see that that's a very good point at championship level. And then they went to Swansea, who may not be the same as last year and may have basically handed every goal on a plate but can only beat what's in front of you and won 3-1. Mm. I, I don't see any other result other than a Stoke win and more Forest misery. 10-11 to 11 for the Potters. This is one of the biggest bankers of the whole weekend as far as I'm concerned. Uh, yes, I can tell is. you, absolutely guarantee you right now, this this will be on a bomb-proof treble. <laughs> uh, I don't think I'm, if it's not on yours, it will be on mine. Yeah. Um, yeah. Totally I, there's, there's so much negativity around Forest. The fans were chanting for Chris Hewitt to be sacked in, in the midweek game against Blackburn. Uh, yeah, I just cannot see us getting anything from this game whatsoever. Um, the Probably the most obvious one, aside from that 
in the championship this weekend is Fulham at home to Hull, uh, four to nine for Fulham to get the victory. Uh, second in the league at the moment, two wins, one draw from their opening three games of Fulham. Hull have got one win on opening day, then they've conceded, then they've proceeded to lose the next two games uh, to nil, both at home. So, you know, after the the ecstasy of you know coming back into the division, beating Preston four one away from home, they then lost to Wigan in the EFL Cup, then they lost 3-0 to QPR at home and lost 1-0 to Derby at home most recently in midweek. So I think, judging by the way the season has gone so far, even though it is early days, that Preston side is is a very poor side at the moment. So you can kind of put a a little bit of an asterisk against that 4-1 victory that they got. I think Hull are struggling otherwise, you know, to lose 1-0 to Derby to not score uh, in the last couple of games, to go out to League One Wigan in the Cup. I think there there are problems at Hull and I think they're going to get exposed at Fulham. I think this could be a game where you look on the handicap potentially, minus one Fulham to get the win uh, if you want to be a little bit braver, but certainly four to nine, I think will come in. Bloody hell, just promote Fulham, honestly. Just just get it over with. Just just give them the title. (laughs) they uh they look way 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 too good at this level um i think mm. it could be uh, it's early days but could be curtains for a lot of teams uh, hoping to chase them uh let's tom i'm going to throw one out there i mean you kind of touched on my reason i'm going to go for peterborough away at preston uh, they're mm. priced at 5 to 2 for the posh uh yeah preston are in a mess aren't they um they Got beat 4-1, home to Hull, opening day. Obviously, Hull uh, newly promoted and since that have, have uh, had a couple of wobbly results. Uh, they lost away at Reading, who were going to be down there, and they lost away at Huddersfield, who were going to be down there. Peterborough, for sure, I'm not saying that they're not going to be down there, but when you look at their results, so they got beat 3-0 away to Luton. A lot of teams will be beaten by Luton this season. Uh, they got that dramatic win over Derby. It wasn't vintage, but they got it done. And then they drew at home 2-2 to Cardiff in midweek. Uh, they're just showing a lot more signs of life uh, under Darren Ferguson. And yeah, everyone's worried about Preston. Uh, neutrals as well. It's not looking good. And I'm happy to take a, a little punt on Posh, Tom, at 5-2 to two here. Mm, yeah, I think it's a very good price. It's a very good price and it wouldn't surprise me at all. If they won, uh, yeah, if you fancy a bit more safety, maybe look at double chance, you'll probably still get a decent price of around evens. But uh, five to two, I'm happy with that, definitely. Um, I feel like you could probably copy and paste what I said about Fulham against Hull for Bournemouth against Blackpool. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I really fancy Bournemouth to get the victory this weekend. They're eight to 13 at home to Blackpool. And this is a Bournemouth side who has started well. Uh, drew with West Brom on opening, opening day, very creditable result. Beat a shocking Forest side and then beat Birmingham away. And like you know, you just alluded to not long ago, I think that 2-0 win away at Birmingham, we'll look back on that in a couple of months' time and see that's a very good three points away from home and a tough place to go. Um, Blackpool, on the other hand, uh, the highlight so far has kind of been their 3-0 win in the EFL Cup against Middlesbrough. Aside from that, they've drawn against Bristol City, lost 2-0 at home to Cardiff and lost 1-0 at home to Coventry. So not too impressive. And you think looking at those results, 
Are they going to go away to Bournemouth and get get anything? I highly, highly doubt it, uh, especially the form and the players that Bournemouth have got. Agreed. I think, you know, just as we've been talking through this, if you put a treble on of Bournemouth, Fulham and Stoke, and I don't want to ruin things for later in, later on in the show, but <laughs> Bournemouth, Fulham and Stoke look like a bank of treble to me. So if you put 10 on that, Tom, you're going to get about 44 back, depending on who you're placing that mm. with, of course. So very, very tantalising that. That's nice. And I tell you what, I'm tempted to slice it and dice it. I'm tempted to go minus one for every team. I'm tempted Ooh. to go every single team to win to nil. Oh, God, I like I, I like, I like the championship. So I like the championship this weekend. Um, Me too. I know it's not as obvious, but I, I'm going to tip up Sheffield United here. Um, I don't think that Sheffield United, who haven't scored yet, who haven't obviously won a game yet, apart from the Carabao Cup, I don't think that they're a bad team just because they've had some dodgy results. I think they're just going through a sticky phase. And what do you want when you're in a sticky patch? You want someone like Huddersfield coming to Bramall Lane. Uh, they're priced mm-hmm. at four to seven. There are definitely better bets out there this weekend, everyone. But... I think Sheffield United are going to get back on the horse. I cannot tell you how little I rate Huddersfield. Mm, yeah, you think. Shocking start for Sheffield United, but the team and the players are there, the manager's there. I think once they shake that losing feeling and mentality, you know, losing's a habit, and once they can shake that and start winning a few games again, I think it'll probably will turn around for them. But I also you know, think, Tom, I, I've said this before, but I also think it's very easy just going down the docket and going, these have won three in a row, these have lost three in a row. The, right, done, home team. Like I, I feel mm. like, yes, in certain you know certain circumstances, we do that because you know, we feel like the home team will continue. But also, nothing lasts forever. And quality, cream always rises to the top. Mm-hmm. And Sheffield United will get back on the horse and there is no better time to do it at home to one of the worst teams in the league. Huddersfield were absolutely... Path- I mean, that goal, Tom, that went viral against uh, Fulham. Yeah. Pathetic. And forget forget that win over Preston, because they're just as bad, right? They're, these are a bad, bad side, staring League One in the face, and Sheffield United will win. <laughs> right then. Um, any more for the Championship, or shall we look at League One? Yeah, Tom, I'm going to get us kicked off. Uh, it's a nine to four tip. It is away side over the home side, Cheltenham Town, to get a win away at Fleetwood Town. Uh, Cheltenham obviously newly promoted, and very similar to what I said about Arsenal, Tom, but obviously diluted immensely. Fleetwood for for many years have been a a good League One side, top ten, you know, in the playoffs two seasons ago. That is not the case anymore, and people have to start looking at Fleetwood like they did before, which is a team with not a lot of hope and expectation. They are in a in a big mess. Uh, they've lost five in a row across all matches. Uh, they've been pretty hapless. They have had tough games. They've played Sheffield Wednesday, Lincoln, Stoke, and Portsmouth. So I, I'm definitely I definitely have some sympathy for them. But I'm looking at Cheltenham, Tom. Really happy with what I've seen from Cheltenham. A draw away at Crew, a win away at the complete mess of Bristol Rovers. Uh, a loss at home to Wickham. Me and you think they'll be up there. 
and a win over uh, high spending FIFA career mode Ipswich. And I, I'm I'm all in on Cheltenham, mate. I don't see why they cannot go to Fleetwood and be the better side. I think they've got a, a better manager in Michael Duff versus Simon Grayson. Again, bigger name in Grayson, but Duff for me trumps him all yep. day of the week, every day of the week. And yeah, Cheltenham nine to four. I don't see why I would love a Fleetwood fan to give me five good reasons why Cheltenham won't win this game. I think that's true to give you even three. Yeah. Never mind five. Yeah. Um, Yeah, that win against Ipswich, I'm sure, will give Cheltenham even more confidence. Um, Great win in midweek. But that leads me nicely to the Ipswich against MK Dons game. I'm going to tip up something that I've tipped up every single week so far on the pod, and it has come in every single week. It's both teams to score. Uh, seven to ten is the price in this particular game. Ipswich just still cannot get things going. Four games played across all competitions, three defeats, one draw. Um, each of their league games so far has been both teams to score. And then with MK Dons, they've had three league games so far this season. And again, all three games have been both teams to score. Um so yeah, just whilst this Ipswich side continues to gel together, lots and lots of new faces, literally like 12 or 13 new signings. So it's going to take time to gel. Um, we're seeing them concede goals. We're seeing that. They've got the firepower to score goals, but they're just not They're just not a unit and they're conceding as a result. And MK Don's just in this transition period now after Russell Martin left. So yeah, I think both teams to score statistically looks good. And the way the two sides are at the moment, I think it should be... A, a sure thing. Moving on to another both teams to score then, uh, Bolton and Oxford. Um, I mean, before the last match day, we would have just followed the trend and we would have gone, yeah, teams are conceding, teams are scoring. Looks like both teams to score is a good bet. Uh, both didn't churn out both teams to score, Tom, in their last match, which kind of scuppers my research a little bit. But if you you peel away at the onion and you reveal some more layers. Uh, Wimbledon, Bolton, 3-3. Bolton, Barnsley, 5-4 after penalties. Um, Bolton, Ips, Bolton, MK Dons, 3-3. Oxford, 2-1 against Charlton. Uh, penalties, they won against Burton and 1-1 against Cambridge. I, I think both of these sides pretty much only know one way how to play. I know Bolton have got some problems at centre-back, which obviously is music to your ears when you tip in both teams to score. Four to six for me. I mean, this one leaps off the page. Yeah, I like it. Um, I've actually only got one more thing that I like the look of in uh, League One, and that's a really nice price for Wickham to get a win at home to Lincoln. Um, yeah, We had Lincoln on the bomb-proof treble last weekend. They came in for us, but... You know, it was hairy. You know, they needed what an eighty fifth, eighty sixth minute winner to mm-hmm. to come from behind to beat Fleetwood. Um, I'm happy to turn and stab them in the back this weekend. <laughs> I think Wickham will be far too good for them. Uh, so yeah, seven to five is a great price. Just looking at the results, like I say, Lincoln got their only win of the season last weekend against Fleetwood. Other than that. Uh, lost 1-0 to Bolton in midweek. Some penalties to Shrewsbury in the FL Cup and drew one all on opening day against Gillingham. Whereas Wickham beat Accrington Stanley, beat Cheltenham, drew against Wickham and also beat Exeter 
on penalties in the in the EFL Cup. So an unbeaten start for Wickham winning three games. I just think they're going to have too much in terms of quality uh, for this Lincoln side, especially at home. And final one for me, 10 to 11. Uh, having a look at the Black Cats against the Dons, both teams to score. So that's Sunderland and AFC Wimbledon. Uh, Sunderland so far in all games besides one, both teams to score. And then again, Wimbledon, same story, all but one. Uh, the main reason, though, I'm, I'm going for the both teams to score tip is Wimbledon. Uh, very vibrant, very attacking style under Mark Robinson. Lots of very exciting young players being given an opportunity. Uh, Sunderland, you know, despite that loss away at Burton, they also seem to be, I mean, led by Elliot Embleton. How on earth he was on loan at a promotion rival last year is laughable, really. Um, him and Ross Stewart have started the season off well, and Sunderland seem like they're going to be a bit more. A bit, I think they may, even though they lost Charlie Wyke, who obviously scored 30 odd, I think they might score more goals as a team this season. So that's why I'm tipping that one. Cool. I like it. Right. Are you done with League One? Shall we move on to League Two? Yes, please. And I, I want to get us started, Tom, with URFGR. Uh, Ooh, Forest yeah. Green, four to five. Absolutely purring, aren't they? They look like. I mean, they're the early pace setters at the top. Um, they've they've been fantastic so far. And they're playing against a Crawley team that have already been ripped to shreds by Yemo on opening day. Um, they have improved somewhat. Uh, they did uh, push League One Gillingham all the way in the Carabao Cup, just losing on pens. And they did get a win over promotion uh, favourites and Sky Sports. Uh, love affection Salford uh, a 2-1 win there but yeah Forest Green for me mate beat Sutton yep. beat Warsaw beat Rochdale uh, beat Bristol City on pens in the Carabao Cup there are going to be better teams and bigger challenges to come but we've seen you know the Rochdale Warsaw Sutton Crawleys I, I don't think there's too much between the four of them and I can see uh, Forest Green getting a comfortable win here they're priced at four to five, and that excites me. Yep, I like it very much. Um, I've got a good statistic bet for everybody. Um, so we're looking at the Carlisle against Leighton Orient game, um, and it is Carlisle not to keep a clean sheet. So in other words, Leighton Orient to score a goal. Uh, it's four to nine for Leighton Orient to get on the score sheet. They could score one, two, three, however many. We just need them to score one goal. For the bet to come in, it's four to nine. Um, Carlisle have not kept a clean sheet against Leighton Orient for fourteen consecutive games. That is the the basis and the research behind this tip. Uh, but yeah, generally Leighton Orient has started the season well. They've played two games in the league, drawing away at Salford and beating Exeter three 0 at home. They've also lost to QPR on penalties as well, which is a good result. Uh, Carlisle themselves haven't started too badly either. One win, two draws. They're in sixth. But, you know, the fact that Orient has started well um, and that stat, I can't ignore it. So the mm. price is good as well. So four to nine, yeah, late in Orient to get a goal. Yeah, like it, mate. Like it. Uh, I'm I'm excited about late in Orient this season under uh, under Kenny. Jacket. Jacket. Yeah, uh, 
feel like they, I don't know if they'll make the playoffs, but I feel like they're going to be relatively exciting. I think they'll push it all the way. One to keep an eye on. Mm. Uh, one to keep an eye on, Tom. That you know they're probably going to go under the radar somewhat. Size of the club, uh, managers, and the big name, etc. But Stevenage are definitely on my radar um, mm. for promotion. I think we said Tom in our preview show. Would it have been last week? Maybe the week before? Two weeks ago. Two weeks ago, yeah. yeah. Uh, that we like the look of them for a playoff spot and possible promotion. Uh, they're sat in fifth after the three games. They're playing against a Port Vale side who just haven't got going, I think it's fair to say, for Port Vale. They haven't been awful. Uh, back-to-back nil-nil draws um, against Tranmere and Carlisle are not bad results. Uh, They haven't scored in the league, though. That's the big issue. They did score in the Carabao Cup at home to Sunderland, which gives gives them a bit of hope. But I think Stevenage have been fantastic. Yes, they're coming off the back of a 4-1 defeat to Bradford. Uh, Under Derek Adams, I think Bradford are... I mean, they were roared on by 17,000 fans in League 2. I think there's no disgrace there. Of course... Revel won't be happy that his team let him fall. Um, but I don't think the loss is a huge issue. And then, you know, they've beaten Luton in the Carabao Cup. They've beaten a decent Barrow side um, under Mark Cooper now. And, of course, they have dispatched Bristol Rovers as well. Uh, I'm just all in on Stevenage. I think this will be a comfortable low-scoring home win, 1 or 2-0. Mm. Uh, they're 7-5 to five for the win. Yeah, well, if we remember back, Stevenage were, what, third or fourth favourites with the bookies to get relegated? I think I I tipped out on that sh- on the show, I think it was five to one for them to finish in the top 10 or the top half or something like that. It was ridiculous. Yeah, great value. Great value. And fantastic value. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, glad that we could spot that and get it out there because I think you're, you're absolutely right. I expect Stevenage to, to continue and get another win this weekend. Um, I've just got one more for me, and that's Northampton Town to beat Rochdale twenty-one to ten is the price for Northampton. Start the season very well. Uh, two games in the league, two wins, one game in the AFL Cup, one win. So three games from all of the three sorry three wins from all of the games they've played so far. They've beaten Port Vale, Coventry, and Colchester, uh, and Rochdale, as we kind of mentioned again on the preview show coming down after their relegation from League One. A lot of player turnover, a new manager. They may take a little bit of time to to come together and find their feet at this level. Um, and that has proven so so far. Uh, they've played three games in the league, not one, uh, losing two and drawing one. Um, so, yeah, I think there's more turmoil for Rochdale to come before they can probably sort it out and get themselves established at this level. Yeah, I'm, I'm worried about them. Really worried about them. Mm-hmm. Any more from you, though? No, that wraps wraps everything up, mate. Um, we will move on now to the bombproof treble section of the show. So, first of all, obviously, Tom, we are going to revisit our wonderful weekend. Um, take it away, because I know uh, we both won, so it doesn't really matter. I mean, normally, just a little insight to everyone, we normally save the best to last. So if you've had a bit of a stinker, you read yours out first and then, you know, the, the other person lifts lifts everything back up. But we're both winners. So I'm just going to do the gentleman thing and say, off you go. 
Yeah, so I had Fulham to beat Huddersfield. They did so 5-1. I had Bournemouth to beat Forest and they did so 2-1. And finally, I had Lincoln to beat Fleetwood and they also did so 2-1. So uh, £10 example stake and all of that returned off the top of my head. I think it was about 80 quid, 79, 80 quid. Um, But what that tells me in hindsight is that I should have done the team to win and both teams to score. We'd have about... The odds have been astronomical. <laughs> they would have been, but don't get don't get greedy, young man. You can you can always win more, but you can always lose as well. So let's not get too greedy, right? Anyway, uh, yeah, great win, Tom. Uh, absolutely fantastic picks. Uh, for myself, mine returned a little less, uh, around fifty-eight quid off the tenner, but still, nevertheless, pretty happy with it. Everton, they went behind. Uh, but they did manage to get the 3-1 win. MK Don, Sunderland, both teams to score tick. Uh, Sunderland won that 2-1. Couldn't give a monkeys about the result. And then Pompey, uh, 2-0. Pretty routine home win over Crew. So, yeah, apart from Everton going behind, I didn't really have too many wobbles in mind. So, a, a comfortable afternoon. That's what we like. If they could only all be like that. Yes, I agree. Well, and also, now we're going to read out uh, our trebles for this week. Um, Tom, I mean, you have basically given away one of your teams, so I feel like you may as well just read out the other two, no? Well, I, th- I feel like I've given out my whole treble when we spoke <laughs> Pretty much. Pretty much. <laughs> go on then, off you go. So, as I kind of alluded to earlier... Um, and the fact that, you know, last week I backed Bournemouth and Fulham. They came in for me. I feel like it's only right I do so again this week. So we're going to go for Bournemouth at home to Blackpool, 8-13. to 13. Fulham at home to Hull, 4-9. to nine. And Stoke at home to Forest, 10-11. to 11. And if you place a £10 example stake, that will return 46 77 back. Love it. Love it. Yeah, tried and trusted, right? Absolutely tried yep. and trusted. Uh, three Absolutely. tips from the championship, all on one treble. Very rare these days mm. for us. We don't normally do that, but no. that's where the winners are, we think, right? So yeah, happy exactly. to happy to go for it. In terms of mine, uh, I am also going to pick a championship game, Tom. I'm going to pick double chance Peterborough away at Preston. That is four to six. I'm then going to go for Forest Green Rovers in League Two action at home to Crawley. They are four to five, and then I'm going to finish it up, finish it off with another League Two side in Stevenage. Ten pounds on is going to return me seventy-two on the nose. It's nice. I like it. I think that extra little bit of security for Peterborough against Preston is good. Um, then Forest Green, yeah, should win. You've and just, Stevenage, I hope they'll win as well. I'm going to yeah. let the profit chasers in on something. You've just taught me off the ledge in terms of having Peterborough. On the nose. So if they win, I'll be coming to you asking for the extra money I missed out on. <laughs> and if they draw and the treble wins, I'll be thanking you eternally. Yes. Um, so, yeah, we'll see how it goes. I think what kind of surprised me, that what we learned last weekend when we saw all the winning bet slips, that so many of you combine the two trebles instead of having the individual ones, you combine all six in one. Uh, for some really big returns. And I think, yeah, let's go and do it again. Let's get that sixfold in again. Oh, buddy. Well, well, I'll give you, I'll, we haven't rehearsed this, as you can tell from the from me clicking around, but 
if you do fancy doing that, and please only do small stakes, please don't put your life savings on this, but 31.07 to 1 for that sixfold. Okay, so yeah, three pound-ish will get you 100 back. Yeah, 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 exactly. Nice. Right. Yeah, about nice, nice. three, 3.20, 3.10. £3.10 will get you 99.42. Cool. Well, let's, let's hope it happens because, you know, we're on form. Yeah, we you are. Know. We are. We are. Uh, it leads terms, nicely into social media, right? Yeah, yeah, socials. Uh, we're going to touch on fancy football in a minute, but uh, socials, please follow us on Twitter. we got a, a lovely little influx of followers uh, over the weekend. Obviously, that comes with the, the victories. So, yeah, T underscore FB podcast is the Twitter handle. Um, quick disclaimer for those people that prefer Facebook to Twitter. Haven't been putting much energy into the Facebook page. Um, it, it's unlikely to be picked up. Someone did ask me about it. Uh, so I thought it'd be a good opportunity to... Uh, to speak on the pod about it, the Facebook page doesn't get the kind of engagement that the Twitter page does. So if you are wondering where the updates have gone, they have moved pretty much exclusively to Twitter. So T mm. underscore FB podcast is your handle. Yeah, cool. Um, so yeah, uh, let's look at fantasy football then, shall we? So 236 people in the league at the moment highly competitive league as ever uh tom walker you are out doing yourself already this season so out of the 236 people in the league you are currently ranked 230th <laughs> that's what's going on that's all right that is <laughs> what's happened here <laughs> that's all right that is um anyway there are five teams coming into the league, so I would say that I'm above them as well at the moment. But yeah, where are you, mate? I, I can't be asked to scroll up there and find you, to be honest. It, it annoys um, me too much. I'm in a disappointing 91st. And that makes me feel better. Because I feel like I got 89 points and I was looking at that like, oh, that's good. Ooh. And then to see myself in 91st in the league, when I had Salah captain, I had Fernandez, I was like... well. Wings, Jota, they were scored. I was buzzing. But yeah. Uh... The standard is high, mate, because Vincent Rayner with his team, you owe me 100 quid, chap. I hope that's not to us because the prize is 20, not 100. <laughs> <laughs> but he's got 129 points. He's top of the league. He did triple captain Salah. So a very ballsy move. I, I think I like it, though. Right? If your mm-hmm. triple captain does that at any stage in the season, it's a good move. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Top 10 in reverse order Paul Keppel, Patrick Yalastata, David Arias. David Arias is just classic at this game. Neil Hughes, Luke Stevens, Mark Bamford, any relation to Patrick, Danny Davey, Andrew Johnson, former Everton striker, question mark, Richard Tyler Evans, and Vincent Rayner. That's your top 10. Mm, yeah, just looking down. I like this stage of the fantasy football season because I like to have a good look down the team names that are in the league. Mm. Um, that's a new season. Everybody changes the team name. Um, currently have Earth's chosen winner in second place. So nice. Uh, Earth might have chosen the wrong person. They should have chosen somebody <laughs> else. Levy La Vida Loca. I like that. As in Daniel Levy. Levy La Vida Loca from Connell Glyn Martin. 
He's a classic player. Big juicy boys. Inter- interesting. Gangster, <laughs> gangster, Big juicy boys. Gangsters Allardyce. I think that might be my favourite. Your your name is rubbish. Why are you called oh, I need Thomas? to change it. I need to change it. <laughs> hell, man. You're kidding me. Yeah, at least my uh, my name uh, rate my name profit chasers. I know Winson you lose son. I thought that was all right because it's true. Yeah, right? not not bad for a quick Google. I didn't Google it. I made up. I came up with it. <laughs> cool. Well, anyway, that'll do. Scott McSauce's army. Whoever Scott Scott McSauce. Not sure, but thanks for listening, everyone. Uh, Tom, <laughs> please, can you beg for uh, iTunes reviews? Yes, uh, if you haven't rated or reviewed us on iTunes, we'd really appreciate it if you could uh, do so. Currently, despite you know our best efforts and plenty of winnings we provided last weekend and in midweek, we are still stuck on 4.8 out of 5 stars. No new reviews after last Ooh. weekend. So if you do have a spare couple of minutes, we'd really appreciate it if you could leave a rating or review just to help push us over the 4.8 threshold and get us back to 5 stars. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much to everyone, new and old. Uh, good luck this weekend. Thank you. Good luck. And as ever, like we say, share your bet slips, our tips, your own picks, winners, whatever. We we love to see the bet slips. So please do carry on the engagement. We hope you enjoyed the show and we'll be back again same time next week. <laughs>